What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Star Wars fans, welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to be taking a look at the vast episode, not only of Andor, but perhaps the best episode of Star Wars from Disney. I mean, today's episode was so incredibly good. I'm not going to lie. Hands down, the best episode of Andor, which has been this slow burn, right? That's the term Disney and everyone has used for it, but man, talk about just a very, it's just so good. Ripping, you know, whatever, whatever term you want to use to describe today's episode. Perfect. 10 out of 10. Absolutely. Amazing, amazing episode of Andor. So what happened today? Why was Andor so good? The biggest thing was this has been a really slow show. Andor has been Man, it just feels like we've been building, we've been building, and then we got the sort of, you know, episode on Adani where we broke into the Rebel base or the Empire base, and then we ended up getting the money, leaving, Andor gets ca- uh, captured, he goes to prison in this sort of factory, because he's got people popping in here, Andrew's in here on the chat, <coughs> Andrew, what'd you think, man, what'd you guys think, leave me a comment in the chat, but my God, today was finally some action, which not all this show has been a little lacking, but the message, this, the messaging of this show, this sort of not just like the empire is bad, but like why we fight not, not only as sort of just like as soldiers hope. It was the idea of um, hope 
right? Everything about today's episode was just so, so, so good. Absolutely loved today's episode of Andor. Um, let's see what the internet and everybody else has been saying about it. Andy Circus, I'm so glad he was given another chance in Star Wars, right? He uh, obviously was Snoke, but he was covered up in CGI. And it's so bad. You know, I've been thinking about some of his... Um, been, been thinking about some of his roles, right? You know, like Gollum and Snoke and some of these other characters. And it's like, my man, he's such a good actor. I love, you know, getting to see him actually act, right? His facial expressions, everything. He was in the Batman earlier this year as Alfred, where he did uh, an absolutely great job. Then we got a little bit of Mon Mothma and we got a little bit of Luthen. And uh, I actually have it here. I wanted to read this comment here, and I'll uh, I'll get this pulled up on Twitter as well. Luthen's Luthen's comment today uh, because it was kind of interesting. We got a little bit of him. Almost, you know, people have been questioning because he's in this he's in this right sort of you know this shop where he's selling artifacts. People are like, man, is he even is is he perhaps even maybe like a he's selling these Sith artifacts? You know, like what's going on? So. Um, but I did think that this kind of summed up a lot of the episodes. So let me get this up here. And uh, I got some good comments in the chat, too. So first we have from Community Doge, man, saying, yeah, today's episode has been awesome. I've been loving the show since the start, and I'm glad I finally got my dark and gritty Star Wars. And that's exactly what today was. Absolutely. Um, Andrew here, love the emotions, the darkness, the spirit, um, and irony. Getting to see them break out and then listening to, I'm going to see if I can find the exact quote, but... As they're just saying, you know, one way out, one way out over and over again. And the score for the show has been really good this whole week, this whole season. But there just hasn't been enough action for, I think, you to really sort of feel the weight of the music. And today, I feel like we definitely got it as everyone's breaking out of this prison. And um, I'm going to see if I can find the exact lines that Andy Serkis's character, Kino Noy, was saying. Because it was just this very, very powerful um, powerful scene. Yeah. And he's saying here, another comment here, community doge or communist doge uh, in the comment section here saying, I was so sad to see the end of Andy's new character. He was so cool. Yeah. And it ends up with them breaking out of their prison, uh, you know, prison factory that the concentration camp really that they're in and they're all jumping out into the water. And then we actually get to see Cassian and I'm, bl I'm going to blank on his name, but I'm going to get it pulled up, but it's the other character that he's in rogue one. Uh, that he meets in the prison, but then he's in the movie Rogue One. And we get a cool shot of them as they're running uh, on the beach, right? And uh, so that was definitely kind of interesting. So uh, comment here. And um, some of it's sort of this back and forth, right? Um, where it's actually Luthen's character. And he's saying, you know, calm, kindness, kind, kinship, love. I've given it all uh, chance and inner peace. I've made my mind a sunless place. I share my dreams with ghosts. I wake up every day to an uh, you know equation I wrote 15 years ago from which there's only one conclusion. I'm damned for what I do. My anger, my ego, my unwillingness to yield, my eagerness to fight, they've set me on a path from which there is no escape. I yearn to be a savior against injustice without contemplating the cost. And by the time I looked down, there was no longer any ground beneath my feet. What is my sacrifice? I'm condemned to use the tools of my enemy to defeat them. I burn my uh, decency for someone else's future. I burn 
my life to make a sunrise that I know I'll never see. And the ego that started this fight will never have a mirror or an audience or the light of gratitude. So what do I sacrifice? Everything. Okay. Yeah, Melshi. Uh, thank you, Andrew, for that in the chat. Um, yeah, so this speech is going on when Luthen uh, is meeting with um, someone in the rebellion who's trying to leave, and he's like, no, you can't leave. Sorry. And so then you have the flip side of Mon Mothma, who we saw, have always sort of viewed as like the Leia-type character, right? Where she's like the, I guess, you know, you think about the rebellion, right? You know, we always look at them as, well, they're fighting against the dark. They're fighting against the Empire. But there are shades, right? There are shades of, of white, even, if you're viewing it as sort of a white and black, uh, with the dark side being the Empire. You know, here's Mon Mothma. What's she going to have to do in order to get more funding so she can keep supporting it? Her home life is struggling. She's now meeting with a, you know, a villain, a criminal, and she's going to make ties. And big shocker was when he was like, well, I'll bring my, you know, 14-year-old son along. Like, perhaps is Mon Mothma going to have to set her, her daughter up, right, uh, to secure more funding? Right. So just so cool getting to see all of the uh, all of the interesting levels of dynamics here. Great comment here from Communist Doge again. I'm liking how the rebels are being painted. They're no longer exclusively good guys. They're really just as bad as the Empire with different ideals. Absolutely. 100 percent agree. And that's exactly what the show is doing. And we've been talking I've been, you know, um, here in the comments and on, on the podcast for the past couple of weeks with Andor being this sort of, it's pushing Star Wars in a different direction, right? It's a spy thriller. Um, now it's a little bit more of a prison break and it's pushing it, it, it Star Wars into new genres. It's one of the things that Disney has been doing very well, in all honesty, in the past couple of years, they've been, they've been willing to try to push Star Wars in a different direction, right? Um, the Mandalorian, it's a bounty hunter, you know, you know, some ways like a cop, Wild West feel that like thematically, that's the sort of show to it. And that's working. Uh, Visions, you know, that was just a one-off thing. It's going to get another season. Uh, let's try Star Wars with anime. That worked, right? Um if they could just figure it out, you know, with the sequel movies and Kenobi, uh, then we'll be in the right, <laughs> you know, we'll be we'll be in the right the right phase here. But I think it's just easier. Seeming it looks seeming like they're having a much easier time doing it with these sort of new characters, obviously that they're uh, inventing. Uh, another comment here: I do think only this era of Star Wars should stay with this genre. Later stuff in the timeline, like Mando, I feel should keep the current format. Yeah. Um, comment from Andrew here. Yeah, that line killed me. I said to myself, oh no, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, it's it's so interesting too because really this show Andor is kind of there's really like two plot lines going on. Um, I mean, I know there's, there's more than two, but really I, I feel like there's two big things. You basically have Cassian and whatever he's doing and that's kind of, then you have all of the other things like at the end of the day, they're really sort of just showing you shades of the Empire and shades of the Rebellion. Whether it's Dedra Miro or Cyril on the Empire side, or it's 
Luthen or Mon Mothma or even Saw Gerrera on the rebel side, you're getting to see, um, you know, like, here's how it's working up in the, on the Empire side, like the challenges to the system, right? Dead Ramiro, I almost saying, I think we can be better as the Empire, which is crazy. Same thing with Cyril. And even they're at odds about how the Empire should function. And then you have Mon Mothma and Luthen sort of challenging each other on, you know, how, what are they willing to give up to sacrifice to go against the Empire? We got the little bit with Saw Gerrera. And then you have Cassian, who's really kind of in the middle, and he's, you know, just pushing forward and everything else is happening. So it's just such an interesting show. Um, I'm absolutely, like on one hand, the show has some flaws in that it is slow. That it, by far the, the if you really had to pick apart one thing about Andor as a, as a show, it's honestly the only Star Wars show because it has like 12 episodes where I'm actually like, I feel like this would benefit from having actually a little less to it. Uh, just because the action, it feels like you have to wait like two episodes to even get, it's like on that third episode, you'll get some action, right? Because it was episode three was where he met with Cassian met with Luthen for the first time. And then it was, I think five or five or six was the prison break at Aldani. And now it's like nine to 10 is where we finally started getting some action. Um, but they're taking their time really building, crafting this story. And it just, it, the quality is just there. And it's so interesting. Another comment here uh, from uh, communist doge again saying, and can I just say how much I am loving the behind the scenes of the ISB? It is something I've wanted for years and it's, uh, just as good as I imagine. I cannot sing this show's praises enough. Yeah, it getting to see their getting to see their angle from it as well is huge, and it's one of the things that's making this show so good. Is again the empire side of things, and then the re the rebellion side of things, and how they have to do how they they have these inner workings, and how things go, and who should really have a a place in the, you know, in, in the galaxy. It's just, it's so, so interesting um, to see here. Another comment here uh, from Andrew. This is the show which opens it all up. We're going to get places we thought were never possible. If they keep up with this type of approach. Yeah, I'm really, really intrigued by this too, uh, to say the least. Because this one is also sort of, um, it's not like the Dave Filoni Right. It's kind of like you've had like the Dave Filoni production team and John Favreau. And then you've sort of had like the Kathleen Kennedy side, which was like Kenobi. They were much more involved in that. And they're going to be much, seems like, you know, much more involved in sort of the, um, uh, the acolyte. But now you're getting this, this new team. It's just so, so good. Uh, let me see here. More, more comments. I can't help but love the OT era Star Wars. Everything about it is so cool. Yeah. Good. I mean, it's been a good, it's been a good little run. You know, I think, um, you know, Boba Fett and Kenobi both had a little bit of stumbling blocks in the, in the show. Um, you know, Boba Fett's pacing was kind of weird and all over the place, but it was good stuff, but it was just kind of like, it just didn't, it didn't hit right. You know, it's like, it was just missing like something or it just wasn't pieced together. Right. And then Kenobi for me had sort of like, a few awesome moments, but the rest was just kind of wonky too. But this show is just like, just feels like every time it gets a chance to shine, it takes it. 
So we got to talk about it. Uh, man, one of the saddest moments in all of Star Wars right here. Let me get it pulled up. They make this prison break, right? And you can really see, you know, Kino Loy, Andy Serkis's character, Cassian is sort of pushing him and helping him. And he's finally, you know, gotten to the point where, okay, we're going to do it. And getting to see that prison break was just so, so cool. It was just such a, a very well-crafted scene. The music was just hitting at the right time. Everything about it. And, um, you know, they get to the end, right? But when they, when they take over the bridge, we should we should go back to there. It's almost like he's he's not ready, you know? Um, Kino's, not, Kino's not ready. And Cassian goes up to him and he's like, you can do this. He's like, it has to come from you. They know you, right? You're the you're the shift leader, and so you get to see this moment where he's like, okay, and he does it because I think he's always, you know, from, even from the few episodes we've gotten from from Kino, it seems like he's he's just you know he's just like I'm just want to do my time and you know just stick my head down, grind it. I'll do my time and I'll get out. And then when they realize last week, hey, no people aren't getting out. Okay, that was the change, but still you still felt that hesitation in today's episode. And then he finally had that breakthrough. But then, man, when we get to the end, when he looks down and he sees the water, he's like, can't swim. You know, obvious, the obvious answer is, okay, well, like, Cassian could get, could get to him and say, okay, well, like, that's fine. Like, just jump. We'll do it. And I can help you, right? Because, you know, I think we've all been in a situation with somebody who's afraid to swim or whatever. Um, you know, I mean, if you get somebody in the water, like, it's pretty easy to sort of help him. But uh, Cassian basically gets knocked off. And so he can't. So now it leaves it open. Is he alive? Is he dead? What's going on? But it's just so interesting because I really do like Andy Serkis as an actor. Obviously, Gollum. Um, but again, that's, you know, he was CGI. We didn't get to see him. Um, even though I don't think the character of Snoke was done very well like writing wise just that they killed him off very soon or very soon the performance obviously um you know was was very solid but i feel like everything i've ever seen andy circus in is just so good he was in again he was in the batman earlier this year which i think is still probably my favorite movie of the year so far as alfred and even though he didn't have a lot of time in that movie i think he will you know in the next one and if they have a if they have a third one, but it's just so such a such a good performance. And I'm dead serious, and I mean this is you know for those of you guys who know, I obviously run a bunch of a handful of other podcasts, and the um, with Game of Thrones being the one. It's a podcast called Bend the Knee. Uh, a few weeks ago, House of the Dragon had its big, like probably its big mega episode, and you know go look at the past ten years of awards that were won right? Academy Awards for TV. I mean, Game of Thrones absolutely cleaned up. And I have no doubt the House of the Dragon won as well. But I would be shocked if Andy Serkis is not nominated for a, like, a, um, whatever, what I get, a, what's the term? Assisting, right? Or, uh, well, you know, not like the lead, but the, uh, whatever the role is. Now I have to look it up. I think it's assisting actor or something like that for this episode. And I, I, I mean it. TV shows. Let me look it up here. Yeah. I, cause now I'm, I'm just blanking on it, but um, yeah, you know, like Peter Dinklage one-on-one, but I mean, it might be the first time 
that I don't know if any other Star Wars uh, has um, the supporting actor. There we go. Thank you, guys. Yeah, supporting cast. I would be shocked, honestly, if he's not nominated from from the, you know, because they, you know, you look at the whole season and you pick a few episodes. But today's episode, on in all honesty, was so good that I would be shocked if he's not if he is not nominated for a supporting actor. I mean, hands down, one of the best live action moments of especially like the Star Wars TV show. I mean, today I would on to this episode for me, just the drama was just so good. This is the first time too, and I've talked about this the past couple of weeks, that Andor to me feels like an HBO Star Wars show. It feels like that more sort of adult drama. Obviously they've used words like sex, which, you know, on HBO that's nothing. But for Disney, whoa, that's kind of a you know, that's kind of a, a big deal. But just the quality of this show to me feels like a Disney level. Or like it feels like it feels like it feels like HBO. I mean, that's like the easiest way to describe it. And I that is like honestly one of the best things you can say uh about it, right? Let me get some more comments here. I think the reason I'm loving this show so much is that its pacing is very similar to the Batman. It just leaves you time to think, uh, really think about everything. And I love how slow it is. And I agree. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I like the slower pace. And when I say, I think it could actually be sped up a bit. I mean, it almost, I, I like that they're building the drama, but I mean, I think, I think you could probably cut like an episode of time out of this and still, and still be fine and still have it be slow. Uh, let me get some more comments here. Smoky Beef saying, I completely agree. It's a brilliant story. Yeah, it's just so interesting. And, you know, last week's episode, I think, also was so good because I didn't even realize this. But if you go back and you watch last week's episode, it's just a drama-heavy episode. And it just felt like one of the best episodes we'd seen in Star Wars. And in last week's episode, there wasn't a single lightsaber. There wasn't even a single blaster fired. So sometimes it's just good to get this like drama because Star Wars has tons of moments, right? With epic action scenes, like all of the lightsaber fights and everything. Um, but what I really feel like is the reason people fall in love with Star Wars, right? Is that it has some of the, the drama moments are some of the best moments you'll find in anything, right? I mean, the single most iconic moment in all of Star Wars which, in all honesty, is still widely considered to be one of the most iconic moments in movie history, is, no, I'm your father. It's not a lightsaber fight. It's not anything else. That's the moment, right? I mean, Empire Strikes Back is still widely considered, very often, as one of the best movies ever made. I mean, when Rolling Stone and all these things do movie countdowns for the best movies, it's almost always in the top, if not the top, and it's that moment, right? It's the no, I'm your father, huge reveal that Darth Vader is actually the father of Luke Skywalker. If you had to pick one moment, I think that sort of resonates with the wide audience, it'd be that. So, you know, just lying heavy in, right? Lying, lying heavy in, into, into that drama. My favorite moment in The Mandalorian is honestly, I mean... Now, it is kind of Luke with the lightsaber, you know, coming in, but it's really more when Din Djarin has to take his helmet off for Grogu. Oh, it's just so good. But it's just like everything was happening. And today, I feel like that was the same thing, too. It was like when you have that drama backing an action scene, it just lifts it up. 
so much more, right? I think that's one of the reasons that the lightsaber fight in episode three is so amazing is because of, you know, you have the drama backing it up. We've had that build up of it, right? When it's Obi-Wan and Anakin, you know, like my brother, right? You know, they've, they've, they've been training together forever and, you know, Padme and Anakin turning to the dark side. It's not just that it's an awesome lightsaber fight. I mean, it is, but you have all of the weight behind it, right? You know, my allegiance is to the Republic. All of that stuff just builds and makes it that much more. And that's what this prison break, you know, I mean, you, that could have been an opening, right? Okay. This is just a cool prison break, but you have the weight of, um, Kino noise speech, right? You know, one way out. We're going. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We've, you know, we got to fight. We've got to move. And then on the other side, you have Luthen talking about the rebellion. It's just so good. They just, they, it's just so good to see something just hit every cylinder at the same time. Let me get some more comments going here. Uh, Communist Doge again saying, if I see a single lightsaber in Andor, it will ruin the show for me. I don't want a big epic sword battle. I want. I don't want a huge 20-minute long action scene. I want a cool and well-thought-out story. Yeah, I don't think we would see one at all. I, I just don't see a... I just don't really see a, a, a place for it. Um, I think you... Maybe you, we could... I don't think we're going to get it, but because I think we'd know, right? Because the leaks are usually really good, like Vader or something. Um, but I, I just don't, or the, I don't see an Inquisitor or something showing up. If it is, it would be maybe like a post credit scene or something, but definitely not some huge lightsaber battle. Let me see here. Andrew's saying it almost, it's almost like if you take a break from the lightsabers and all you can, um, and all you can touch a place that can take you anywhere. Yeah. And there's still a lot to cover, right? In these next, uh, so I think we have two episodes left, right? So today was episode 10. We're getting 12 episodes. So there's still sort of a lot to cover. We need, you know, Andor obviously going to have to escape, which is probably the next episode. And then he's probably going to meet up with, my guess is Luthen or um, somebody in, in the final episode. Mon Mothma is going to probably make a deal with, I think it's Delvin was his name. Uh, and we're going to see her turn to the dark side a little, not dark side, but going down a darker path uh, to secure funds for for the rebellion. And then Luthen's still a little bit of a wild card. I mean, yeah, he's, you know, he when he had that conversation with Sagar, he's like, we need the Empire coming down on us hard because that's what will drive rebellion. So Luthen's still a bit of a wild card, and I need to see what's going to, 
you know, what's what exactly is going to go on there. So Smokey Beef asks, um, do you have any predictions for the for the final episode? So we know Andor is like a two season story, right? So I'm very interested to see if it's going to end on something that feels like it could be a legitimate end. I think actually I just read that the, they begin filming Andor season two, like at the end of this month, which is awesome. But I still don't think we're going to see it until like early 2024. So, yeah, I don't know how it's going to end. My guess is, you know, we've got a lot to get through. My, we probably actually don't see that much Cassian, in all honesty, in next week's episode. I think Cassian for the penultimate episode, which is next week, and then the finale. My guess is he's probably just going to escape somewhere, get a ship, and fly, and that's probably we'll see. And then you really need to start building up some like Mon Mothma, Luthen, and then Sira and Dedra Miro's story to have some kind of an ending that's going to put it kind of all uh, all together. And then, yeah, Andrew, a uh, comment here is saying that uh, season two uh, will be very close to like one year before Rogue One. So we need to, this story has to sort of finish with Cassian being the character he becomes in Rogue One. So I guess that's kind of like, how are we going to, how are we going to get there? General Grievous 19 saying hello there. Hey, thank you for popping in. Another comment here from Communist Doge saying, I have a feeling the end of the season won't feel like the ending of a season. It would just feel like any other episode. Also, I feel like uh, K2SO will be uh, a post-credit scene, but I'm probably wrong. Yeah, because they've sort of described this show as a, like it was it, it was designed start to finish as a two-season or I guess what twenty-four episode arc. It the the ending might not feel like a traditional season one ending. Like think of it more as like this is like a part one, and the other part is a part two, and it's the whole, um, it's it's the whole thing. I actually just watched, um, because not a lot of shows do that, right? Where the season finale ends with the potential, you, you know, it always leaves with like a super cliffhanger. But um, I did just watch The Sopranos where, for the first time, and the final season was really like two seasons put together. So I guess that sort of like, it was season six, like 6A, the season finale did not feel like a traditional season finale whatsoever. So it might have sort of a similar feel um, to that. But yeah, just absolutely just love this. Let me see. I'm going to see if I can... um, Put that back up there. If I can find Kino's speech and or episode 10. Uh, let me see if I can just find it. Somebody's got it, but I don't know that anybody has the uh, like the script. I'm fully willing to be left disappointed with no proper ending. I have faith that they know what they're doing and that season two will be as good. Oh, I 100% believe. Yeah, they're this... This team is this team has just got it. Um, I I I hundred percent think um, they've got it. Yeah, one way out. Oh, he's got it here, but it it's like a two minute speech. What I can do is I'll hit the clo- close captions over here and see. Um, you let me see wherever you are right now. Get up, stop the work, 
get out of uh, you know yourselves, take charge, start climbing. Yeah, and that was another thing. You don't, they don't have enough guards, and they know it. Uh, you know, to, uh, to wait until they figure out that it'll be too late. We will never have a better chance than right now. You know, I would rather die trying to take them down and giving them what they want. Yeah. Then, yeah, then to give them what they want. And that's what that line was, right? Which, in all honesty, sums up sort of like Cassian's end in Rogue One, right? Is that his death ultimately comes as this like huge sacrifice, you know, getting the Death Star plans to take down, right, the Empire. So like that speech that I was trying to remember what the exact lines were, but that speech just goes so well with ultimately Cassian's end. And so it's interesting, right? Because in Star Wars, so often we're making these connections that are, you know, like it's the force or, you know, big like Jedi Sith moments. But here it's just sort of like yeah, a connection to to that to, to that regard and it's just so 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 good i think that's the other thing too is you know i think maybe you know with boba fett and with uh kenobi being sort of just okay i don't think they were like great or excellent that andor is also <laughs> being viewed as so good you know, I, I feel bad and I'm glad I actually did. I did a video on this the other day that Andor is now starting to rise in the ratings. Um, one, because I think that it's finally got a few episodes that aren't slow uh, for, I think the general audience, I still would agree that the Andor is a little bit, maybe perhaps too slow, but now that, you know, the weight of house of the dragon and she Hulk and rings of power are over. And now this show can shine. However, they scheduled it, I guess, they shouldn't have scheduled against those other things, but to have these episodes be the episodes where there's no other competing big show, perfect. Let me see here. Let's dive back into the comments. Sorry, I believe that they said they will jump from each arc like a year or so in the next arc for the second season. Yeah, it may not be like a, an immediate pickup. There might be some time, but I really, I don't really... I don't know that it'll still that it'll still feel, I guess, maybe like that awkward. I don't know. Just because I don't know. I mean, like it's probably gonna be Cassian leaving and flying back and the rebellion's still gonna be kind of going on. Like let's see here. Just remember solo exist. Uh what happened to the sequel for that? Because I'm sure it was sure set up for one. Yeah. You know, I've talked about it before. I actually really like solo. Solo is honestly one of my favorite Star Wars movies, I think, because it's just sort of a standalone story. And I think it's just fun. I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it's bad. Um, I think it's definitely just in the sort of good side, right? For me, it's like a three and a half out of five stars or a seven out of ten. I mean, just fun. Just sort of like a fun action movie. I think if you wanted to sit down and watch a Star Wars movie, um, you know, for me, I like it just because you can just pop it on and just watch that. It's just sort of, it's like a fun action movie. And I actually think Alton Enric was great as Han Solo. Totally, totally loved him. Okay, so let's see here. Um,
Yeah. Um, let me see. Oh, I don't, I don't. I was trying to see if I, I was trying to see if I can get that exact speech, but uh, no, I can't get it. Can't get a script for it. So, leave me a comment, guys. What do you guys think? I mean, what did what did you rate this episode out of out of five stars? For me, it's an absolute five out of five. I ran a Twitter poll on the YouTube. Let's see what, or I guess I I ran a YouTube poll on the YouTube. I should say. So on Solo, I just another comment here saying, don't get me wrong, it's not awful, but I don't feel like it's memorable enough. Now I will say we sound, uh, see the found, the founding of Yavin for base in Season 2. Yeah, that is, we are going to Yavin in Season 2. We do know that. They they have they have said that, that that is going to be the case. Yeah, Andrew, definitely 5 out of 5. Because uh, I've, ran, I've ran polls on every episode and today's is by far the highest 71 percent as a five out of five um which i believe is by far the highest episode i mean most of them in all honesty just looking back at where you guys have been ranking them on the on the youtube poll has been sort of like 50% 50% for the five star, but mostly four stars. Today is the total flip. This episode's another five out of five. But to be fair, the show so far for me, I would rate a 4.5 out of five. Yeah, I love this show. Absolutely. I am I don't know what it is. It's just even like the first few episodes. I think you know, there's a few things. One, they're not using the volume as much. They're using sort of more practical sets, and you can kind of see it. And everything just feels unique. It just feels like it has a general theme. You know, they're they're very, they do even some sort of small stuff. Like every time they show us the Empire, the way they frame the camera, you see these sort of like, uh, like in, I, let me think what episode. It's probably like episode seven or eight when Cyril it gets the job from his uncle and he's working in this little cubicle. They like show, which is the policeman, right? They sort of show... It, and it's everything they they're always very specific to show the empire and everything is almost like these very pristine clean like perfectly angled lines for everything when they actually swam out of the prison today you popped out and it was like the the symbol right the symbol of the of the empire so just kind of interesting uh just there's a lot of th- small little theme stuff going on he says i do know what's going on with the policeman that's Cyril. Uh, it's kind of annoying that he's not getting more screen time. Yeah, he he really just did, he didn't get a lot today, but he was pretty involved in the past uh, last week's episode. There's other characters too that um, Vel, right, the blonde-haired woman that was you know Mon Mothma's cousin. We didn't see her today, and somehow that storyline's going to come back in into play. There's other characters. Um, now I'm going to blank on her name. The kind of Indian woman who was with Vel, they might have a relationship that was part of that team on Odani and we just saw her hanging out. Right. So need to see still what's going on there and back a uh, comment from Andrew here and back on last week's episode when Cyril grabbed Dedra, he looked just like John. Yeah, that was a weird scene, man. And you know, what's funny is that the actress who plays uh, Deidre Miro has sort of, sort of said like, you know, at first she found it interesting that people were rooting for her and they're like, you won't be by the end. So, 
have to see ultimately, uh, you know, where this goes and, and what's going on. But yeah, absolutely love it. I'm gonna go to Twitter and just see what everyone's saying about about Andor today. I mean, most of most of everything I've seen is is people saying that they've really, really just enjoyed it. But um, let's see here. Okay. Yeah. So right here, here's a great comment. Somebody uh, on Twitter said, said he knew. He knew this talking about um, Andy Serkis' character, Kino. He knew the whole time that it would come to this, right? He knew he was never getting out either way, but he still fought and he still led anyway. So good, right? To just see that sacrifice. I mean, when he, what did he, what did he, Sinta, thank you, Andrew. Um, yeah, what did you guys, uh, what did you guys think when, when he got, when they got up there and he said couldn't swim? My heart, like, dropped i was like oh no i mean i was just like what i mean in all honesty that might have been what made the episode was because now you just feel so bad and you're just like oh my god just that like heartbreak going on that's like the kind of drama right um another comment on twitter here maybe we'll just pull up a twitter feed here let me get this so just stop sharing that one second. Let me get this all. Says uh comment here saying, I think Andor is the best Star Wars any uh anything since the Empire Strikes Back. The tone of the show is terrifying, carried by a strong, complex writing that feels more like Orwell's 1984. It definitely does. I will give it that. It definitely has a 1984 feel to or even thx one one three eight uh you know than the average disney slash lucas film series now i don't agree with that it's the best thing since empire strikes back because i believe you know mandalorian was obviously fantastic and i love the prequel movies um and of course rogue one but uh still very cool yeah uh and or spars when i tell you my heart dropped yeah, like they're right here. I can't swim. Everyone at three in the morning. And that was me, man. Uh, so comment here from uh, Doge Gan saying, when he said he couldn't swim, I got the same horrible, heart-wrenching, soul-crushing feeling as when uh, he was killed in the Force, uh, killed in the Force Awakens. Well, Snoke is killed in, um... oh, I was just saying, when Han is what you meant. Han. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, when Han was killed in the Force Awakens. Yeah. He's seen he he uh, he's seen the light and knew what he had to do. He knew full uh, well uh, one way out, and he did it for the masses. So 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 good. And that's what you need sometimes. In all honesty, it's one of the things where like it's like the sacrifice that sort of makes me just like things. It's like one of the reasons I will say um, I haven't been particularly fond of say like. Disney, like post Endgame Marvel. Uh, I just feel like it's lost a lot of the sort of like, and I mean, I'm obviously, it's not like you have to pick DC or Marvel, but I think, you know, just one of the reasons I tend to go to DC is it's just darker thematically. And uh, I guess I think more adult, uh, but I just feel like some of the Marvel stuff has really sort of lost uh, some of that stuff. Hey, take it easy, man. Uh, Doge, take it easy. But um, 
it's like one of the reasons, you know, like some of the, I think some of the superhero movies I like just because you have like that sacrifice. Like I absolutely love to death the amazing Spider-Man 2, the second Andrew Garfield movie, just because of the way it ends, like by having what Stacy die, right? I think that it just adds so much weight and depth to that, to Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. And then when they, in Spider-Man No, no Way Home, when they gave him that redemption, just so, so, so good. So, um, yeah, I mean, today, right, you know, it's just the sacrifice. I think it's one of the reasons that makes, I think it's one of the things that makes Rogue One so good, right? And it's one of the things that made, it's just, it's one of the things that made, you know, like episodes, the original series so good, right? Is, you know, Obi-Wan sacrifices himself in a way Yoda kind of does, uses a lot of his energy, and then, you know, Luke's willing to sacrifice himself for his father, but then Darth Vader does, right? And it's that epic comeback. And you just don't have that as much in the sequels. And I think that's one of the things that sort of um, hurt it. But here, I, I think it just makes it made it makes it so good. So, yeah, these two words made me cry like a baby. Can't swim. In all honesty, those are like just so good. If anyone doesn't think Andy Serkis is one of the greatest actors ever in his performance in Andor, then you're lost. This was easily one of the best performances in Star Wars. And even by Andy himself overall. Andor is such a powerful and phenomenal show. 1,000% agree. And I'm so glad. I mean, he's been great in these past two episodes. But I do feel like, you know, one of the issues with the sequel trilogy was Snoke, right? Um, just, just the fact that they killed him. Not that the performance was bad, but the fact that they just killed him off. And it was like, where's this plot going? Is it going to mean anything? Is it going to go anywhere? And so I'm just so glad that he's getting another shot at Star Wars. And now he's played not one, but two very interesting uh, characters. And this character is even better. Um, just absolutely. So let's see some other things here. It's so interesting to me how Cassian isn't shown to be a leader. He's shown to inspire others to lead. His words hold so much weight and impact. And yet... He encourages other people to speak. I think that's a really good part of his character. And I would agree. You need that too, right? You, can, you know, sometimes you just have everybody leave. Um, just so, so interesting. Yeah, here's another good line. I burn my decency for someone else's future. I burn my life to make a sunrise that I know I'll never see. So yeah, like Luthen, that was kind of the parallel too, right? Luthen is giving that speech. And then here you have Kino, which is Andy Serkis' character. And both of those things were happening at the same time, sort of like on opposite sides. It was just just so, so unbelievable. So uh, let's see here. I'd rather die trying to take them down than to give them what they want. And that ends up, you know, ultimately being Cassian's, Cassian's thing. And then Kino says it too. Oh, so good. Yeah. Rebellions are built on hope. This is, these are from Rogue One. And then, you know, she says rebellion. Generoso says rebellions are built on hope. I mean, I have, to, I have to watch Rogue One again. And then here's that prison, right? You get to see that prison and it just looks like the Empire symbol. So good. The themes, there's just so much small stuff. Just so much small stuff. So... Awesome. Well, if you guys have anything more in the chat, then we'll, uh, we'll definitely dive into that. But other than that, that might be today's episode preview of Andor. If you have not seen it, I highly encourage you to because it is 
easily one of the best moments in Star Wars, period. And I think that should be about as, as big and raving of a review as you could possibly uh, give. <laughs> Hang on, this tweet right here. It's like, I'll help you swim. <laughs> guy diving at his TV. Um, so, yeah, just absolutely loved it. So, awesome. With all that, guys, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. And may the force be with you. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.